It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go, Birds Radio, from the beautiful sportsbook at Park Casino presented by the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Elliot Trope Parks, James Seltzer with you, hanging out, talking birds, the offseason. Elliot, what, we're talking what's the most important thing the Eagles have to do this offseason. Back to the phones in a sec. What, what's the thing you're most excited for this offseason? Forgetting, forgetting importance, forgetting, you know, what matters the most, like with right. Jalen Hurts and all Like, is there something in this offseason that you're just, you know, really, really geeked for? Well, you know I love offseason workouts, so I love to go there. <laughs> Watch practice, you know, track yes, the stats. Yes, so yes. I'll always be looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> you know, in terms I'll, of... I'll just always. Yeah, always, always a, a favorite know, yes, of mine. Yes. You know, in terms of free agency in the draft, I don't know if I view there as a big, a big difference this time. I think that the needs that they have really can be addressed in either. And if you look at both, like, it's not like they have a ton of cap space compared to draft picks. They have, they're really well set up in both. They have, I'm mean, assuming they move on from Kevin Byard or at least make him take a massive pay cut. They should have around $40 million in cap space. That's that's so much compared to what Howie normally has to work with. So I think they could be aggressive in free agency. And I think in the draft with three picks in the first two rounds, if I'm not mistaken, Correct. they have a lot of flexibility there in terms of moving up or just adding three players. So this is really an offseason where they can reshape the future of this team. Uh, not that they need a complete reshaping. They do have talent, obviously. But I'm just excited to see how Howie approaches it and kind of what positions he prioritizes with all the assets and yeah, money Yeah, me does too, have. especially we've talked about. Like, I'm, I'm intrigued to see if he does it adjust. And if they do maybe use a second-round pick on a linebacker or if they spend some money on a linebacker. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see if so. Because we've talked so much about it. I'm intrigued to see if Howie, to the point you made before, talking about when Howie spoke and he's like, we're trying to be ahead of things, and you know maybe we got behind on stuff. But like, I'm intrigued to see because what he does will tell us what he thinks. I'm intrigued to see what he thinks is coming. And the linebacker question is an interesting one because if you look at the playoffs this year, I mean, even just look at the Eagles game, right? I'm mean, like, 
Uh, linebackers have had really good uh, playoffs. I mean, um, still like that team's play. I mean, the Niners have Warner yes. and Greenlaw. Yep. The, Nick Bolton might be the best player on the KC defense outside yep. Chris Jones. I mean, they've been they, the linebackers have mattered. So, so I do think that there is an argument this year for going out and getting a linebacker. But how we started the show with, I mean, they have a lot of needs at more important positions. Like they have to look at the offense and defensive line. If you told me they use their first three picks in the draft on linemen, either offense or defense, that wouldn't shock me because the need is big enough there. Not to mention, you know, this might seem like a luxury, but it's not really. They could use a tackle. Like Lane Johnson, oh, who knows how long he's going to play. Yeah. Mylotta, I think, had a good year, um, you know. But you no, know, but Lane, it's like you have to prepare. Lane's going to yeah. be 35 next So year. they have so many needs, uh, you know, in terms of more important positions. So I, I think with linebacker, my whole take on that is if you can get a great linebacker, like go do it, right? Agreed. I mean, I, I'm not saying just ignore the Agreed. position. It doesn't matter. But there are other positions, I, I think, at least compared to most fans and listening to the station since the end of the season, uh, I would put other positions ahead of linebacker. Linebacker is not the top of my list this offseason. Yeah, I'll give you another thing. I mentioned it earlier in the show quickly, but I'm really interested to hear Jeffrey Lurie speak. Like, usually it's like, all right, whatever. Jeffrey's going to speak at the owner meetings. Like, this is actually a year where I want to see what Jeffrey has to say. Like, we made so many inferences about what Jeffrey was thinking and how he felt and how mad he was. I'm intrigued to see what how he, how he explains this stuff because he will get asked about, uh, did he consider firing Nick? He will get asked about that nine days after the offseason. He'll get asked about the yacht and the whole thing. And I'm really intrigued to see how he answers that stuff. Yeah, for sure. He only talks once a year now. Exactly. So whenever yeah. he talks, it's a big deal. My only skepticism with that, I agree. If Jeffrey got up there, and this is not a shot at Jeffrey, but if Jeffrey got up there and told the truth for every, for oh, every question, won't, well, then it would be, I agree but, with you. That would be the most exciting to, but the thing. Point is but the I'm intrigued to see how he lies or how he goes, yeah. steps around things or whatever. So, and look, he's pretty verbose. He's going to talk. He's going to say now, something. Now, what, what we all have going for us is when Jeffrey talks in March, he might do the whole, look, this is, you know, two months old. But guess what, Jeffrey? There is really nothing else to ask you about. It's yeah. like we're talking oh, to yeah, Howie exactly. about you know players in the draft. That'll be, or Nick and about that'll coaching even be before things. the draft and free agency happen. Like Jeffrey will be speaking yeah. before that. Yeah. So there's yeah exactly. All right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We have been asking what's most important this offseason. But if you want to talk about what you're most excited this offseason uh, for this offseason, of course we'll take those calls as well. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to as many Go Birds listeners as we can. Let's start out where we do every single hour to at this time. With our other Tom in Vancouver, Tom A. Hello, gentlemen. Yo, fella, what's going on? Yeah, look, look at that. You like that was that? good. I, I thought Tom was going to drop. I just want to give him. I want to commend him. You know, every, you know that first time he was an hour two starter, fumbled it, and he made it very nervous that this was going to be something we continue to do. And since then, he's been like, flawless. you know, this is a phenomenal been job from Tom. The best example ever of first impression mattering. He's literally done it once, and it feels like for six <laughs> weeks every time he calls. But Tom, as always, you're dependent. Crushing it, my friend. How are you? Elliot, thank you. I'm, yes. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I appreciate having you being in my corner while, you know, James just takes his digs. I was the one who made that comment. What are you talking about? I'm the one who was like, wow, Tom's been doing a great job. I, what are you talking about, Tom? It, I'm the one who brought it up. That's called, that's called backhanded comment. I am literally <laughs> the one who said it. Well, James, you know, the fact of the matter is that I love you. So, thank you. There we go. What's See, on your mind, brother? Monday. You know what I have on Monday? A consult with an orthopedic surgeon for meniscus surgery. You do? I do. For, for real? Wow. Whoa. Well, sorry to hear I, that. I, yeah, but, you know, that sucks. The timing's impeccable. 
Yeah, exactly. At least exactly. for me, maybe I don't know in your life. I'm sure it's I'll bring, not great. I'll bring, but... I'll bring everything I ha- I'll bring everything I can find on Joel and Beast injury and after Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Let, message me. Let me know. And good yeah, luck with the surgery, or I guess the consultation. It's a consult. It's a consult. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so the, mine, mine is from jiu-jitsu, and I have to say that I think it happened a long time ago, and it sort of aggravates. And from from what I've read on like from uh, medical sites, not yeah. from like, journalists and such, uh, that the, the it's very common like this. The meniscus tear can be painful at first, and you can keep playing, but you do it over and over over time. And the, there are long-term effects on it and with the cartilage and the ability to heal on its own and such. And especially, so, Tom, by the way, when you're seven foot two. Seven foot. And, and you're playing. It just yeah. matters. I mean, that is so much more yeah. weight on that and so much more, like, uh, you know, on those joints, on that cartilage than a normal human being has. There. And when you're playing. And you're running down a, well, a hardwood floor. I was going to say, a hardwood yeah. floor, 100 plus. Yeah, now, he doesn't, no play, he doesn't play But the game, point but. is, yeah, it's, it's you know, the, the human body's not meant to be that big. And when you're that big, you're not meant to yeah. pound your body around like that. No, no, it's not. So, okay. So, I, I've heard the RPO talk, and I remember reading an article in a late fall, I think it was November, from 33rd Team, and it was talking exactly about the RPO, and it was, uh, it, was, it was specifically about the Eagles, but it was going in general about the league, and it was saying that RPO has dropped all around the league. Oh, and the Dolphins were using RPO a lot, and it's, their success rate has dropped significantly. Wow. And, that, and so it's, this is happening everywhere, and apparently uh, one of the reasons for it is the increase in use of zone coverage. Yeah, the teams are kind of figuring it out. Well, so I also think part of it, and Tom, it's a really interesting point. Uh, like, you're just seeing edge players become so much more athletic and more able to handle it. I think before. And, and better coached and ready for yeah. it. Like, those edges, it felt like they always contained. I felt like we never saw edge guys, uh, you know, crash down too early. It was. They so maybe it was going coming. away from the RPO was the right thing to do. Well, not if you don't exactly, replace it with exactly anything. Yeah, right. Yes. So, so I. So I think maybe that's why we've heard, and, and you know, and I'm not discounting anything, obviously, the God race manager um, and Anthony, who's ex- excellent, mm-hmm. um, have said about the RPO and the injury. I'm sure that did have an impact, but it's not like that was the saving solution. And, oh, my gosh, if we'd only gone back to the RPO and if only Jalen had been able to run faster. Cause no, I don't think that. Yeah. I think it, it, the, the raise point was more about, Fine if you go away from the RPO, replace it with something replace that is going to confuse a defense is the point. Yeah, 100%. So on to your, on to your question, and I, so two quick points on that. Uh, and um, In the offense, they obviously need to figure out the blitz. Something weird is going on there. And, yeah. you know, offensive line, Jalen seen things, who knows what. They need to figure out the blitz. That's the number one thing. Otherwise, Jalen's going to drown. 100%. It's going to be like Carson Wentz getting. Well, Tom, they, they can't function. They can't function as an offense. If, if they, they don't figure out the blitz for next year. Fire everyone. It, like, everyone. Like, Jalen, too. Like, right, like, Nick, it, get rid yeah. of, if, they can't figure, if the blitz looks like it did this year, literally get rid of everyone. It, it, totally. And the other thing, uh, before I let you go, is scheme players open. Uh, and I know that Jalen had some open throws he was missing. But, in general... The Eagles were not doing a great job yeah. seeing the moment. Yeah. I'm with you, Tom. Tom, great call. And that was something I brought up a lot this year. And I know we disagree on times, but I did not think the Eagles did a great job of scheming guys open this year. Let's keep it rolling. Let's go to Wisconsin and talk to our buddy Glenn. What up, Glenn? Hey, how you guys doing? What up, Glenn? How's it going, man? Not too bad here. So kind of wanted to go off of what the other, some other callers were saying, and I do apologize. I wasn't able to listen to uh, Kellen Moore. So maybe you guys brought this up. But I think this year – we learn, and it's kind of true everywhere in the NFL, 
you can't really run the ball out of shotgun unless your quarterback's going to be a threat. And I don't know if Jalen was hurt or what mm-hmm. the plan is. So my main concern, honestly, is with Kellen Moore, are we gonna, do you guys think we're going to see more uh, under center to get that run game going? Because we yeah, saw so this year, when Jalen's not a threat, we can't, we can't run. If you look at uh, his time in Dallas and in um, Los Angeles last year with Herbert, Dak and, and Herbert were under center way more than, uh, you know, I think almost twice as much as Jalen was last year. And if you look at the running back, so Ezekiel Elliott the last year that uh, that um, Kellen Moore was with him and then last year with Eckler, they ran the ball from under center a lot more, obviously, than Swift did as well. So that is part of their offense. It'll be interesting to see if they do it here. Like, like if, if, if Kellen Moore comes here and Hurts still isn't under center, then it's a Hurts thing. Then you know I, that it's and, a Hurts thing. And I agree. And look, I – I do think, Glenn, your point, like, I, people be like, oh, they're making too much out. I don't think people are. Like, I think you have to be able to to run from both, to be an effective offense in the NFL. You have to be able to go under center, and you have to go shotgun. You have to be able to do both. Well, I mean, if you're not going to do both, if you're only going to do pure shotgun, your quarterback has to be a major yeah, threat. Yeah, he has like to be a major Kirk threat to run. Year, That's Cam exactly Newton. right. Yep. You, you, we saw there's no threat on there with it, and it's just uh, so bland. So I'm hoping some kind of creativity and I know your second part of the question is what we're excited for the offseason. Going to be a little downer here. Not really excited for much because I'm on the oh, no. we should have fired Sirianni train. Oh, you still feel Glenn. that way? You still feel I, that I, way? Still, Even with the coordinator I just, hires? I, I do because this is my main my point, main point, and hopefully you guys can prove me wrong so I can be excited. Is, you guys would say Sirianni is going to be in the hot seat this year, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What coach has went into a year going into the hot seat and has overperformed? Well, it depends how you define overperform. Like I, I agree. Well, with, I, you're, you're, I agree with your overall, like uh, your overall point that when a coach is on a hot seat, it doesn't really work. Been, out. I mean, John Harbaugh's been on the hot seat in the yeah. past. Like there are guys who turned it around who've been on the hot. seat. I'd be curious to how many won a Super Bowl that year. But yes, yeah, I mean, well, look, you could I mean, argue Sirianni was on the hot seat heading into 2022. Well, it's hard to, you know, when it's just Andy Reid and Belichick winning the Super Bowl yeah. every year, essentially. Right. <laughs> uh, I just don't know. I mean, what Doug really was kind of on the hot seat in 17, if we all remember. Remember, we thought Jim Schwartz was going to take yeah. over for him and all that at the end of 16, and then in 17 he won the Super Bowl. So. But I agree with you, Glenn. Your point is correct. Like, the coach going into the year on the hot seat is not a great way to start the season. It's not, it's not ideal. But I don't, I, don't ideal. Think, I don't think it's something where – I don't think it's – I don't think it's something where you can't win with it either. I think it could, the, you know. The only good news we got is that uh, Ben Johnson and Slowick didn't get new jobs. So in case well, they get check. fired, and, they're out there. Yeah, there's a bunch of guys. Glenn, yeah. Great call, buddy. But I will say the stuff that's happening with Ben Johnson in Washington, with all the kind of the back and forth through reports, like Washington saying they never really wanted him, and he so and then poorly. he bad yeah interviewed poorly, and then, and then Ben Johnson saying you know the basketball guys they thought that they were which I've always said about Josh hilarious Harris. yeah. Um, you know, it's, I think it's a bad look for everybody. I agree with you. I'm, I'm not saying Ben Johnson won't be a successful head coach, and I'm not saying this I time next year. I think it hurts year, Ben Johnson more than it hurts Washington. Yeah. Washington's just, it's still a franchise, and they're going to hire guys. Like, for Ben Johnson, like, that perception is out there now. And, you know, if he's interviewing, he's going into every interview now with teams being like, oh, this guy's a bad interview. Get ready. You know, it's like a, it's a bad way to start. Yeah. Nothing else. I mean, you know, it's funny because Glenn also said, uh, you know, he's not happy Sirianni's back does make you appreciate Sirianni a little like for all the and you've brought this up all the back and forth that kind of happened through reporting this year about pointing fingers and all totally. this it really feels like almost none of that came from Sirianni and none of it and was, I know we're guessing and here again but. like none of it was as much as like there there have been issues with coaching and they're not happy with play calling or whatever but in terms of like Sirianni the leader of men in terms of Sirianni the culture in terms of Sirianni how they like him how they relate to him no leaks zero zero bad things were said by anyone about that stuff and guess what? 
That's all Nick has to do this year is yeah. that stuff. So I, I'm I'm positive about that. Let's keep it rolling. Our guy Matt and Glenside. Hey buddy, how are you? Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, Matt? How you doing, man? Hey Elliot, I have a uh, suggestion for you. Okay, excited. Uh, to hear. Uh, I, be- I I well, first of all, you need to go to the the OG Wade School of Hard Knocks football. <laughs> Get some knowledge and without college. Learn a little bit about the. Well, hey. You did a you did a great thing when you um, uh, did that book drive and raised all that money. Yeah. I donated myself. Thank you. I appreciate you I do- think, uh, donating. I think what you should do is you should become an assistant coach on one of these Pop Warner teams. <laughs> and I mean, in this Philly area, there was a team that we all raised money for to send to the national. Okay. I think it might be worth. I think it might be worth it if you what become team is a this? Pop Warner coach. You'll, you'll be forced to understand the ins and outs, the X's and O's, the things that you may not see right away when you watch tape. Right. No, the look, things I, that... Yeah, I'd be curious to know what type of X's and O's the Pop Warner team is running. But, yeah, no, I I think that sounds good. I think I'd be a good football coach. I think I'd be a better GM. Be- but. Oh, real quick, real quick, real quick, Matt. Uh, I just love because basically any job, any situation – the odds are that Elliot's going to say, I think I'd be good at that. I mean, if I'm not going <laughs> to believe in myself, you yeah, will. You know, like, I got yeah. to have self-confidence. Yeah, well, Elliot, look, I believe in you. And also, I do, too. And also, a great thing. So, I think you should go and do well, it. Well, if any oh, staff out there wants to hire me, my DMs are open. They don't need to hire you. You volunteer, well, yes, bro. It's, it's a right. volunteer. Yeah, volunteer. Thing. That's what I mean. Yeah, bring me on. What I are they going to give you like a he, stipend? He's not just like, going to walk up to a team and though is practicing and been like, "Hey, you need some coaching yeah, help." Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, any, any team it's interested. Got to be a little my, more formality to it, Matt. Interested in my services? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, look, I'll bring the pretzels and Gatorade to every game that you show up to. I got the orange slices. Beautiful. Um, the other thing is, I'm very confused with this whole. Jalen Hurts has regressed thing. I really think that Jalen is ultimately the product of coaching in almost every place he's been. If he has great coaching around him, he performs to that level. And maybe that's a detriment to him as a player. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not saying, you know, that he's bad, but I'm saying he will perform to the level of the coaching that he's given. And it seemed to me this year in this offense, he seemed almost confused as if, I mean, you said it yourself, Elliot. He was like, you were like, why isn't he reading it the way he should? And to me, it appeared that he didn't, he, he almost, he wanted to go somewhere else with the ball, but he wasn't exactly sure where he needed to go. Mm-hmm. Really interesting call. Your yeah. Thoughts? So I, I think that as as interesting as the like, it was a coaching or is it Jalen? I think it's an interesting discussion, and there's you know there is an answer there somewhat. The reality is they're just incredibly tied at the hip. Like you look at that play against Seattle where it was thrown deep, and we spent three days talking about how how could you make that call, and then he said the pass interference thing and all this, and then we find out Jalen and AJ audible that play. Yeah. So while like the Ray, let's take the Ray Dinger quote, uh, the the thing. I think it's good analysis. I agree with most of it. I think that's it, it gets painted as like a coaching thing. I think the reality is both Jalen and Nick are tied at the hip. Like, if you feel down about Nick, then you should feel down about Jalen. If you feel like, so while I think that there are certain areas each have their own responsibilities, together as a unit last year, they failed. Well, and I think it even is a step further than that. If we're you know really breaking it down the way it should, Jason Kelsey always loves to say this when he's on with us, when he's on with anyone. Football's the ultimate team game. 
And it is. You know, I say that too. Football is about 11 guys moving in concert. 11 guys, it's like a dance. You know, everyone has to be in their right spot at the right time in the right place to block their guy, to, to deceive this guy, to do this, to do that, to catch the ball, whatever it is. Like, five steps, cut. Like, I mean, it's very specific. It's like a dance out there. And if one guy does the wrong thing, it can mess up everything. Well, so I think that in a lot of cases, to your point, like quarterback, coach, when in reality it's a lot of different factors put together that, yes. that are not making these and, things work. And that that is honestly why I always lean players because I feel like their job is harder. Like it's just harder to go out there and execute the play than it is to, to design it. But the other thing Jason has said that I think is so true is when a team is on, you know, if they go 2-14 and 14, or if they finish 1-7 and seven or whatever, like they're, the perception from the outside is it's definitely the coach can't do it or it's definitely the quarterback. When in reality it's probably three or four plays a game that didn't go their way. And that just that's the result of either going one and seven or like you know seven and one. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. About forty minutes left for us. We want to take as many calls as we can. Looking ahead to the Eagles offseason, what what is, what's the most important thing this team has to make sure happens this offseason? What are you most looking forward to this offseason? And anything else the Eagles really do want to get into? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful sports book. At Parks Casino and the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app as you cover for betting on all your favorite sports and for playing all your favorite casino games. There's so much fun that can be had with the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. You can bet Philly hoops and bet player performances for points, rebounds, so much more. It's a blast. We're watching these games anyway. It's so much more fun to have a little action on them. You're just way more invested. The Bet Parks app is the only sports betting app that we here at Go Birds recommend and use. It's safe, secure, it's easy to use. Join us and download the Bet Parks app right now and play all your favorite casino games as well. They're right at your fingertips. Odds, bets, slots, games, right in your pocket. The casino comes to you wherever you are. Play with a live dealer on your phone. You can enjoy games like Blackjack, Roulette, Texas Hold'em and play online slots like Divine Fortress and Cleopatra and more. Plus, here's a great deal for you. New users. Download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000. Yes, $1,000 in casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered once. Terms and conditions apply. See the website at BetParks.com for details. You love to play. You play to win. You bet. bet. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Coburn's Radio, brought to you by the uh, Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. As Ben Kenny continues to crush it with the music, uh, that return there, the Spike-esque in line, and we're all very, very excited to have Spike back, but I, I did have a bit of an issue with that. Because that yes. audio is set, Spike saying, you know, it's so great to be on the best show on WIP. Um, he didn't say that on our show here. Yeah, it's true. He didn't say it so, on So, like, Burns. whatever he said it, it's a lie. Right. Because it wasn't here on Saturdays. So, I don't... It's a good point. It just feels like we're lying if to people. Spike wants yeah. to get some reps, too. He's yeah, welcome yeah, to come look, out on Saturday. Yeah, work. Hasn't, yeah. you know, been talking as much lately. Welcome been, to come you know, out. Been behind-the-scenes guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and then and then that, that statement, we can play it without, you know, feeling like we're lying to the audience. Yes, Because he would have been on the best show in WIP. All right, good. 215-592-9494. Talk about the best of the best on WIP. Let's go to our guy. Love it when I see his name pop up on our call screen there. Black Gritty. What up, Bo? I mean, times are tough over there at WIP. I guess they're using AI voice recognition trying to get Spike to say certain things. I mean, <laughs> it's silly. We could just wait for him to come down and show back up again. You know, some people need the boost. You guys don't need the boost. You got day one's auto download. Well, it's because we got you. Yeah, I mean, baby mama flip-flop. So, you know, I really, I was taking a dab half listen to the show and doing my Saturday. But I do want to call in and defend flip-flops. You know, the thing that. Yeah, the thing that a guy who's a nerd and has good hair and always presents himself <laughs> well-dressed and takes more time to get dressed than he does anything else doesn't mean that he can't know and understand football. I agree and, with you. And I not, and not that. only that, I, I'll say that he's smart enough to know that he's not smart, okay? He sent me a great <laughs> breakdown video of a guy who does review film and break things down in a knowledgeable way. Oh, did guy, you watch I it? I did watch it. It's I don't good, know if he's right? a coach or whatever he was. But, man, his stuff is legit. And the fact that Elliot's looking at stuff like that, I understand why sometimes he sounds like he knows what he's talking about. Because he is <laughs> reviewing film. Not only is it reviewing film, reviewing film for somebody else who reviewed it for him, giving you some insight that I don't even see. That I, the only time I hear stuff like what I saw in that video is when I watch, like, uh, Trey Thomas do a breakdown or, or Baldy do a breakdown. But it's, it's a little bit more detailed. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give the, a shout-out. I mean, it's called the quarterback school. He's a former uh, NFL quarterback. And, they, you know, to, just in general from watching him, it really does show that the offensive line had major issues picking up the blitz. Yes, and and it's it's that's why sometimes, like, you know, we call, we do the radio, and you, and you do things. You can't get into the nuance of it in three minutes of a phone call or even sometimes a two-hour uh, radio yeah. show because it is hard for people to understand that it's not all one thing, but we just like to boil it down to the simple facts because we're all mad and – I want Nick out of here, and he is on the hot seat, and he is lame duck coach. So all those things are running against him. So God bless him. Hopefully everything gets together. But I just wanted to call in today to defend flip-flops. I don't know how much he's going to get out of Pop Warner. You know what I mean? You are small enough. You could, you could yeah, I up, feel like I have a better I mean? chance of playing Pop Warner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. James, yeah. don't laugh too hard, James. You can suit up with him. You ain't yeah, I am much bigger. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all both can suit up. I just look this, older. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, look, we're watching like oh the new Snoop Dogg uh, Pop Warner show is the movie as funny as I don't know what. We could suit y'all up, throw y'all in there for a skit or something like that. I just called on a regular slow Saturday to tell you guys that I love you, and for once in a while I can stick up flip flops. I love I miss it. you guys. I talk to you later. You're the best, though. I love that. And go birds. <laughs> keep rolling. Let's go to Williamstown. Or excuse me. Go to Delaware and talk to Mark. What up, Marcus? How you been, buddy? Yo, guys. It's it's a Pleasure to talk to you today, especially after following Black Ready, man. Thank you for calling. We appreciate it. It's good to talk to you, brother. I got got to be honest. I I was cracking up because I was thinking when he said the same thing about you guys playing popcorn. I was like, golly, you guys actually probably could suit up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could probably. Not that tiny, right? Yeah. I I think I could play quarterback in popcorn. 
I, I, mean, uh, I mean, I can play quarterback anywhere. I'm a phenomenal quarterback. <laughs> there you go. All right. Yeah. I, if I if my hands I, I got Kenny Pickett's my issue. If my hands were just a little bit bigger, I would have been an NFL quarterback. But no big deal. Well, I, I doubt Elliot's hands are much bigger. So no, no mine are bigger than yeah. Elliot's. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I think so. So anyway, so. guys. So ESP, I I, I missed your take on um, the Nick uh, Fangiani. Uh, Nick um, Fangio. Nick Fangiani is yeah, a good one though. Nick Fangiani. Nick Fangiani is. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. that's not a drop of the week. The two head coaches. Yeah, yeah. I like that quite yeah, a bit, so, Mark. Anyway, so um, what's your take? I mean, realistically, how many of these guys that they currently have on defense is going to fit into his, you know, scheme? Well, I don't know if the safeties or linebackers would fit into most schemes. So I think they're going to have to have personnel changes there uh, overall. I mean, if you look at, you know, what he's done, and Sean Desai is from, you know, or uses elements of the Vic Fangio coaching tree. So – there are some um, similarities there. It's What's funny is if you look at, uh, you know, one thing the Eagles did this year I know a lot of people didn't like is they dropped their edge cover, edge guys into coverage. So Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, they would occasionally drop back. Vic Fangio right. dropped his edges into coverage more than the, than the Eagles did. And uh, Clint Hurt, their new defensive line coach, who was the coordinator in Seattle, also dropped his edges into coverage more than the Eagles did. So that is something I think you could see a little bit more of. Um, how I feel about the hire overall, I, I think it's I think it's a great hire. Um, I think he's a obvious like ton of ton of experience. I think be able to go to that side of the ball and just run it. I don't think there'll be any growing pains with Vic Fangio. I think they need someone that come that's going to come in and run his system and do what he wants to do. And there's not you know much kind of negotiation there with the head coach. So I think that's a positive. And then I do believe they they have the personnel uh, to run what he's going to have to what he wants to run. They're going to have to make changes at safety and linebacker for sure. But I do think their um, their linemen are, are able to do it. So so going on what you just said, what's that going to mean for Hassan Reddick? Is he going to be dropping back again? I, look, and Mark, good call, brother. I like, I don't think it's to the point where you know they're, they're going to drop guys back from time to time, but I don't think it's going to be obnoxious. I don't think it's going to be something where it's... Well, last year, they dropped... So what's interesting, when Matt Patricia took over, he started dropping in the coverage more than he did under Sean yeah, Desai. So, which is wild. Yeah. Um, I, for what it's worth, regardless of what the numbers were, Clint Hurt came out and was like, I don't like dropping guys in coverage, too. Like, came out and was like, I want I want my guys to go get the quarterback. Well, crazy so, he, then he did it. I know, that's my yeah. point. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, there's all kinds of mixed messages with this stuff. Yeah. And it's also, look, it's, you know... I think there are probably certain plays a game where you know they they you know, they they're just trying to give different looks and make it not seem like the, yeah. the players are doing the exact same thing every time. Let's go to Williamstown and talk to Bob. How you been, Bobby? Hey guys, how are you? What What's a up, pleasure. Bobby? Oh, uh, Bobby, Bobby, I got to put you on hold. We'll come back to you. You sound like a robot right yeah, now. Yeah, it's not good. Ben, uh, uh, Ben, Kenny, talk to him. Try and figure that out. Let's go to Chicago and talk to our buddy Patrick in the meantime. Hey, buddy. Hey guys, how's it going? What's up, Patrick? How's it going? Great, great. Yeah, I, I'm going to take the obvious. I think we need some severe help in the in the, the back seven. I understand yeah, and Bob, and Patrick, I'm happy you are because I feel like we've talked a lot this show and we have not talked nearly enough about what was the worst part of the team this year, the defense. You know, as bad as the offense was, as disappointing as it was, the defense was unforgivable at times, you know? Yeah, if we get a difference maker back there, I think it's going to help. I, I really... With uh, Fangiani uh, coming in. <laughs> it's going to stick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Sweat and Reddick will will improve. They got to improve. And you, you can't 
you can't update upgrade every area of the, of the defense and or the offense. So we got to look at where our, our biggest holes are, and I think that's it. Well, I, re- I will say this Pat, though, Patrick, real quick, I will uh, like. I think there will be changes on the defense for sure, but there's a chance that a lot of the secondary guys we saw last year are back next year. It doesn't mean they're guaranteed starters, but Kevin Byard is under contract. Like They could release him, or he could decide, I want to come back here on a much smaller salary and give it a go. So Byard could be back. Reed Blankenship will be back. Slay, I believe, will be back. Um, Bradbury's an interesting one just because you have to take such a big hit to get rid of him, but he could be back. Maddox probably going to be back. So... I think they have to go out and get other guys, but like Keely Ringo, uh, Eli Ricks. But I think there's still a lot of – there's going to be a lot of players back, more players back than we probably think. Okay. I think I'm going to go in a corner and cry after hearing that. <laughs> Patrick, I'm with you too. I did not like that that response whatsoever. And I think, look, and good call, Patrick. I do think that, like, Bradbury, like, I don't think he's going to be back, even though there's a hit. I think it, I think that was one of those, like – crossed a line and is just not playable anymore. I, look, you never know. And if they feel like they can give well, they don't him anything, have to play keep him. him. I mean, they can bring him back as a roster spot, just use a roster spot. Yeah, my, I yeah. Don't, uh, my point is I think James Bradbury will be gone mm-hmm. even with the hit is my prediction. Um, but, yeah, to your point, like I don't think Bayard will be here, but you're right. Like The, the point is there will be more guys than I think fans want to see. Let's go back to Williamstown and see if Bobby's phone is good. Bob? I heard him a lot better now. Much. Yeah, you were awesome. literally <laughs> like a robot. How you doing, Bobby? Good. So the only reason I have this stat is because I think Elliot asked earlier about the difference in RPOs from 22 to 23. Did I hear right? You asked about that? We were talking about it, yeah. So they ran um, they ran 258 RPOs in 2022 for 23.2%. Uh-huh. And then through 15 games this year, only 99. There you go. Yeah, so, I, I don't... There you go. I would curious where you got that number from, but yeah. I, I all I did was Google it. Yeah, and no, I'm just I, saying. I'd be Googled, like, what website? Yeah, I Googled percentage of uh, of RPOs in 2022, and it came right up there. Yeah, and I have different numbers, but it, it's okay. I've given up the RPO fight. They they ran right. it last last year. Oh yeah. So I, like I said, the only reason I did it was was you asked. Yep. No, I appreciate the problem, it. The problem that that I have a, a lot with callers and some people that think they're experts, and I know I don't think I am one. Well, don't diminish uh, yourself. You sound like one uh, so far. When people absolutely know what the problem was, and no one knows. Mm-hmm. So my question is to you two guys, because you're obviously a lot closer to me. When they were 10-1, and 1, like Anthony from South Philly, who I was born and raised there, so I could think I could say this, said that he was in over his head. So my question is, why wasn't he in over his head when they were 10-1? Well, for what it's who, worth, Bob, are you talking, talking about, about Sirianni? Yeah. Yeah, and so for what it's worth, Elliot and I don't think – like, Elliot and I are, are, are much bigger defenders of Sirianni than most. So you're asking the wrong people in terms of expl- – no, we don't that, think he was in over what, his that's head. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It was a, making a statement right there. I don't think he was in over his head. And then, like, defenses caught on. Well, how? so in other words, the bad teams caught on? They went through the gauntlet and beat Miami and Kansas City and Dallas and Buffalo. But then the bad teams, the Giants twice, Seattle and Arizona, all of a sudden they caught on. Something happened. So uh, what I, I think, Bob, is what it in, was. Yeah, in terms of over his head, I don't think Sirianni was in over his head, but it was his job to stop the bleeding. Like, he's the head coach. And it's to, on and him to and adjust Jaylen. when yeah. teams started to, to – whether or not Nick Bosa was right and they put out a – a blueprint of how to attack the offense or whatever. From that game forward, the offense 
did not look the same, and they had no response. They had no adjustment. They had no way to try and get things going. So that's where it's on Nick and it's on Jalen. But, uh, look, I'm with you. I think pe- I think people have gone too far with the reaction in the moment, overreacting. Yeah, that, 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 that's all. All right. You yeah, guys, Bob, guys, great call, weekend. man. Really, really good right. call. 215-592-9494. One more segment to go for us, Go Birds Radio. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani coming up next. We'll lead you up to them next. It's Go Birds Radio. Don't go anywhere. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Sportsbook at Parks Casino, brought to you by the Bet Parks. Sportsbook Casino at Belly Show Parks. James Seltzer with you. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani coming up next. Let's get to as many calls as we can before we get out of here. Our guy, I guess, he, I guess the game's over. So he was able to get in. Our guy Drew in Westchester right at the buzzer. What up, baby? What's up, boys? What a glorious Saturday! I got a Huskies win, and now I get to uh, now I get to talk to you. Beautiful, uh, beautiful thing. Love uh, it. So I'm going to apologize. Obviously, I haven't gotten to listen, so I don't know what the exact topic is. But I'm, I'm going to talk about AJ Brown if that's cool, and then make a point Absolutely. on Sirianni at the end. So with AJ, I think the number one person to blame for like what's happened this week, in my opinion, is. AJ, you know, there's a scene in the social network where like Mark Zuckerberg like refuses to answer a question directly. And the lawyer finally is like, this doesn't have to be this difficult. Like if you're happy and you don't want to be traded, like just answer the question and say you don't want to be traded. Keenan Allen has asked a question earlier this week about whether he expects to be back in Los Angeles. And he was basically like, yeah. Like, like, yeah, I plan. I expect so, to be here. I, well, I I agree with you, Drew. That if AJ would have answered it in a different way, we're probably not still talking about it. I just wonder if he was aware of it. Like, so so there's those things to be said. But, but you're either right, way, the, like it, it, he made it worse. There's no question. Yeah. it didn't have to be as bad as it was if he had just yeah. said, "Hey, yeah, I'm I'm happy, man. Nothing's happening." Yeah, that that's fair, Elliot. I know sometimes you get like caught in the moment, but it's like you know, I, I keep I keep hearing he I keep hearing he's like a good guy and a good teammate. I'm like. I want to believe it because, like, he does seem like it, but it just seems like he's just, like, making it so much more, like, difficult for people and also, to, like, Drew, it'd be you one, know, fully embrace them. It'd be one thing if this were the only time something like this has happened. If it was, like, the first time and he answered it that way because he was thrown off guard. AJ's done this all season. We've had so many moments in yeah. this guy, like, they're not talking to the media, the sidelines. Like, it just, it, it compounds. Exactly. Even going back to last year with the playoff game against the Giants. Giants. So uh, just one thing I wanted to say on uh, Sirianni, you know, one thing I haven't loved is, you know, people who don't who don't like Nick just being like, oh, like Nick's a snake, like Nick's a yes man for like, you know, firing his coordinators to keep the job. Like there's only 32 of these jobs in the world and he's proven to be pretty good at his and like successful coaches do fire coordinators all the time. Harbaugh's done it. Tomlin's done it. Like Andy Reid's done it. I think before he won the Super Bowl, he had to fire his defensive coordinator. So like, if you don't like Nick, like that's fine. Like you're not a lesser Eagles fan for not liking Nick, but like, Mm -hmm. let's not pretend that like people don't change their coordinators all the time. Yeah, for sure. I I, I agree with that hundred percent. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's it. I know you probably got some other callers you want to uh, you want to sneak in. True. I'll, let you, you I'll let you guys go, but glad I got to talk to you guys. I'll be back in full force next week. Love it, Drew. Great call. Let's keep it rolling from one real one to another. Let's go to Texas and talk to our buddy CJ. What up, buddy? What's good, gentlemen? How y'all doing? My man. What's up? Good to hear from you, man. All right. So, Ellie, I know that you can do – you should you should do that TV show. Remember the guy who used to go all over the country? I can't remember his name, but he used to do all these hard jobs in the world. You should take that job up. Uh, I actually uh, remember uh, the Paris Hilton and then Nicole Richie version Well, that was that a different show. one. Yeah, yeah that That's was the simple, simple life. Yeah, it was the simple life, yeah. Yeah. But I had this thing where I was going, but what he was just talking about with Nick, it just brought up this thing because I was like, hey, let's move Nick on. Mm-hmm. Because I look at I'm the type of person that is like, I don't want a lame duck coach. I mean, we got to accept who we are. We are Philadelphia. We got Philadelphia media. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. For I agree people. with that. Yeah. As far as AJ Brown, AJ Brown didn't create this problem. Like, I don't mean any, I don't mean a harm, but Jack's created this problem. No, he did. So no, 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 like, no, 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 CJ, Jack talked about a hypothetical trade. Which is, people do all the time. And hey, by the way, guess what? Patrick Sertan's one of the best quarterbacks in football. It's not an insane thing to say, hey, we have a strength at receiver and a deficiency at quarterback. Would you trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertan is a very fair sports hypothetical question to ask. The way Kay Adams asked the question and the way A.J. Brown reacted to it are what made it more than it needed to be. End of discussion, in my opinion. Okay, end of discussion for, for you. But this is what we keep forgetting is these guys are human. And, like, he answered the question. He's been traded before. After you being know told, I'd never forget that, traded. CJ. That's, like, my number one thing is these guys are human. But he's but had multiple saying, so. opportunities all season long, multiple times, to handle things as an adult and as a professional, and he causes, like, there's always drama there. Like, there's always more than there needs to be. He had, what, like, three weeks to come out and say mm-hmm. what he said about Nick and said, we're the ones who changed the play. We did that. And say so he's like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not going to talk. And he just made these things bigger than they need to be. Like, he is a, a grown man who gets paid a lot of money. He has to own his role in this. And we all should he own his to, role in this. And he also has to protect and move at his own pace. We may not like it, but I also understand it. When it's when you're saying like, "Hey, we're saying it from a standpoint of being Eagles fans," what we didn't like, but we never look at it from a standpoint of like, "Hey, how much pressure gets put on them?" Because we always. Mm-hmm. But, but I get that, money. CJ. But but that's that's the, the job. That's his job, though. That is his job. I have pressure in my job, right? I get ratings. I am based. My job is dependent. It's a meritocracy. If I don't get good ratings, if people don't listen to me, I lose my job. I get fired like that. That's the way my business works. And guess what? That's the way sports are, too. Like like it or not, he is a professional athlete who gets paid a lot of money to go out and perform. And part of performing is being part of a team and working with others. So, no, I, I actually completely disagree with what you're saying, CJ. I mean, you, you can definitely do that. But I'm just saying it from a standpoint of being part of teams and doing different things to where it's like, hey, these guys feel like their jobs aren't being made easier with the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. We can love it and say, like, hey, we're Philadelphia fans and we're more passionate than anyone. But sometimes that passion comes back to bite us in the butt because yeah. it makes that, other that people is Sure, that's, po- that, that's possible. But, but, again, that doesn't change how people handle things and how they should handle things yeah. in terms of now, being part as of a far team. As, Nick, as far as Nick, it is crazy that everything got wiped out except him. And to the point, because this is the other thing that people keep saying. They keep saying, well, Tomlin doesn't call plays, and this person doesn't. 
let's not compare Nick to Tomlin. Let's, that is not a fair comparison. Um, he had a it's good not run. as of now. Hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. Yeah. He had a good run. And you can say, well, this was Nick's record. Cool. Some of those same coordinators were on the coaching, was on that coaching staff when he went and did those things. And last year, you said, last year, Elliot, you were saying, like, hey, it's going to be tough because we got new coordinators. How isn't it going to be? How's it going to be easier when we're replacing new coordinators and all of the coaching staff up under? I agree. And learning, uh, yeah, and learning, a QB learning a new system. Yeah. So let's not act like this is going to be easy next year. I, I agree with you, CJ. Yeah. But, and CJ, great call. We're up against it, but but it also wouldn't have been easy to to change the whole coaching staff. And to the point, look, no one's saying he is as good or as accomplished as Tomlin. We're just saying that there are coaches like Mike Tomlin who do what Nick's going to be doing and are successful. Well, just at it. use you know, Dan just Campbell, John Harbaugh, yeah. Dan Campbell. There are a lot. It's not like it, the point being that 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 the formula that the Eagles are trying to work and it might work and it might not. We know that, but what they're trying to do is not foreign. It is not some crazy thing that doesn't work. Like it works. Well, they've been or can they, work. They've been doing I mean? it since 2021. Well, that too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you. To everyone who called in today, we literally could not do the show without you. If we didn't get to, I'm so sorry. We got so many calls today. I truly apologize. Uh, I will try to get to you guys next week. Um, but, again, could not do the show without you. Thank you to Danny Ryan, crushing on site as always. Ben Kenny doing an amazing job back at the studio. And uh, thank you to everyone who listened to another edition of Go Birds Radio. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani, coming up next right here on 94WIP. The Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app has you covered for betting on all your favorite sports and for playing all your favorite casino games. Bet Philly hoops and bet player performances for points, rebounds, and much more. The Bet Parks app is the only sports betting app that I use myself, and it's the only one that I recommend. It's safe, secure, and it's easy to use. Join me and download the Bet Parks app right now and play all your favorite casino games right at your fingertips. Odds, bets, slots, and games right in your pocket. The casino comes to you wherever you are. Play with a live dealer on your phone. Enjoy blackjack, roulette, Texas Hold'em, much more, while also playing some of the hottest online slots like Divine Fortunes and Cleopatra. New users, download the Bet Parks app right now and get up to $1,000 casino bonus back if you're down in the first 24 hours. New users only. Casino bonus must be wagered. Terms and conditions apply. See website at betparks.com for details. You love to play. You love to win. You bet. Bet Parks.